Good morning, Detroit. How you doing? It's Paul Benzman on uh, Talking Biz here on NewRadioMedia.com. I can't uh, hear anything in my headphones here. I've got everything up. Oh, someone put me in the wrong headphone here. How about that? All right. <laughs> good morning. It always helps when the headphones are in the right plug. I don't know what turned around. Anyways, good morning, Detroit. Paul Benzman here on Talking Biz. Uh, my partner, Peter Perlman, is out in Paris. Let's see if we can bring Peter in. Uh, Peter, are you there? I don't have Peter. All right, let's try to uh, fix the technical difficulties. Peter will be calling in from Paris in just a few minutes. Anyways, uh, good morning, folks out there in Detroit. You're listening to Talking Biz, like I said, on New Radio Media. Hey, if you got a question or would like to call in any time during the show, give us a call, 844-999-9249. That's 844-49 and then 249. Uh, we're open for questions later in the show. Uh, the weather out there, boy, it's supposed to be sunny this weekend. Uh, very sunny this weekend, they tell me, in the mid-30s, and I hear we're warming up to the 50s later in the week. Hey, are we going to get Peter in from Paris? Are we working on that right now? He flew all there just to uh, do some reporting from Paris, and we can't put him in yet. So anyways, interesting. Uh, Forbes, 11 people from Michigan on Forbes' billionaire list. 11 people made the billionaire list. Number one in Michigan, Mr. Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, uh, 284. He's number 284, uh, $6.5 billion. Uh, and we've got Hank and Doug Myers. They're number uh, two, 328, and they're worth about uh, $5.9 billion. Richard DeVos, number three from the Michigan Top 11. He's number 379 on the list, $5.4 billion. Rhonda Stryker, 381 on the list, $5.4 million. Marion Illich, number 391 on the list at $5.3 million. Uh, John Brown, Mr. Brown, is uh, number uh, two, uh, three. Nope, 32 years he's been on the list. He's $3.8 million. William Young of Plastipec, uh, he's worth uh, $2.2 billion. Roger Penske, number 428. Roger's worth a uh, list about $1.78 billion. And Maddie Maroon, 551. Uh, on the list, worth $1.63 billion. Uh, How are we doing on Peter coming on in? We got Peter? All right, let's try Peter now. Paul? Hey, Peter, we got you in. There were some little technical difficulties. Now we're in. Hey, how you doing there? I'm watching you on the big screen here. The big screen. Boy, boy, I'm big enough. Don't put me on a screen. Big. Hey, how's everything yeah, in Paris? Yeah, I got you on the screen. I'm going to have to mute you on the. We're looking at your... We're looking at your wonderful uh, picture of the top ten there on Forbes. It's great. All right. Well, you might want to turn the volume down there, Peter. Anyways, how's everything in Paris? What time is it in Paris? Let's tell the uh, listeners. It is 2.03 right now in the p.m. Uh, the weather was 54 degrees and rain. And I have a guest in my studio, too. So who, who do you have in your studio? over there? Well, I say hello to uh, Brad Adolph. He's from Chicago. Hey, Brad. Good how morning. you doing? Hey, Brad. What's going on? How you doing in Paris? Just having a wonderful time here in Overcast, the uh, rainy Paris with Mr. Perlman. All right. You know, that right. Mr. Perlman, I just, I got to love it, you know. We were out walking last night. The uh, cafes were doing great outside. Kind of like downtown, you know, uh, Detroit with their uh, things coming up in the springtime. You know, we're talking about putting in the local entrepreneurs again on, you know, putting up 50 of those wonderful little uh, expansion uh, markets. What do you think of that? Not, not bad, not bad. You know, they're going to put those expansion markets up, see where they go, and see if they can incubate. Well, they, you know, we're in Paris, so 
we see a lot of that out here when uh, Brad and I were walking the streets last night and uh, a number of the uh, boutiques uh, having little shops on the sidewalk. And today we're going to do a very heavy walk uh, after the show to see what's really going on. But, you know, with putting up the 50 stores and uh, between Campus Marshes, Capitol Park, do you really see these places, Paul, moving into more of true retail um, establishments? You know, Peter, it's a good question. If, if you look at downtown Detroit, you know, in any retail environment, you're going to have winners and losers. They're not going to all make it. But when you have the masses of 50, I would say you're going to get at least 10, 15, maybe 20% be successful into main retailing. And if that's if they have okay. the funding. Well, you know, it's, it's a good start. Um, I give them credit down there. The, uh, the interesting piece will be as a lot more of the uh, housing is going up, and we've talked about this a number of times uh, in New Radio Media and Talking Biz, when does the grocery store show up downtown? When does the true drugstore show up downtown? Well, there is a true drugstore. You've got CVS there on Woodward. They've been there. They're doing quite well. Uh, the grocery stores, they've got to go up a little bit to uh, Midtown and go to uh, Whole Foods, which is busy from open to close. There's a couple small grocers that are doing a fine job around downtown. Uh, and then you got Meyer coming up this year on Jefferson. So, you know, when you have a downtown uh, size-wise, there's really not a lot of spaces to put a full grocery store. So the, the closest grocery store to downtown, and it's probably about a 50-50 match with Whole Foods Midtown and uh, Meyer on Jefferson with their 40, 42,000 square foot concept. Those will be the places where people go and shop. Um, Whole Foods has the advantage because they've got the queue line. People just go up Woodward and walk, and walk a block east. So, uh, you know, the service is no different than any other major town. you got to walk a few blocks, get your groceries. And in most people that live in downtowns, they don't do the fill-up-the-trunk kind of shopping. They pick up a bag. And you got a lot of single people well, we downtown. Last night, we saw there are a couple of markets by the hotel here. And we did see families coming out with their grocery bags. So. Mm-hmm. And they walk, you know, a couple of blocks to their apartments and things like that. But if downtown is really to blossom and expand out, I would really think that we would see more, you know, true 20,000, 25,000 square foot stores going in to service those neighborhoods. Well, and, and it comes down to the lack of space, Peter. And we've got a few spots. Uh, Brush Park, which is a big development now, uh, dozens of homes being built there and being sold. Um, small footprints, small footprints for retailers. And, and you've got to equate it to if you go to Manhattan, you've got all the little delis every other block. And in, in New York, because of the population, it's every two blocks is like another city. Uh, Detroit's not well, like that. Interesting too is, go on. And Detroit's not like that. So uh, what we've got is stores, and, and, and they're coming up online. Once again, it's the supply and demand. We asked the question years ago, remember, Peter, about talking about what comes in first the residential or the Correct. retail. So there's a balance. Um, I think we're seeing a good balance. I think it's coming in. We might be over-restauranted right now because during the weekdays there's a few that are struggling. Weekends they're busy. So we might be have too many restaurants right now. But, you know, the economics will, will, will wash the ones out that are not going to do well. The other ones that will do well, a lot of these people were early, early entrees to the uh, restaurant market downtown. So we'll see who brushes that out. Hotel-wise, we're still getting short on rooms, believe it or not. If you call downtown and you want to check hotel rooms on the weekends, we're now a major city, um, three, $400 rates, $500 rates, and that's if you can get a room in some of the better hotels. So we're a little short on hotel space downtown. People thought that would never happen because when the casinos put up well, their 400 rooms each, 
they had an issue. They didn't want to build 400 rooms, and now those rooms are booked. Well, you know, it's interesting because, as we know, right across from Cobo Hall, um, the Crown is now looking to put Tower Number 2 up. And, and that will pick up another 350 rooms. Uh, there's with all of the boutique hotels that are co- popping up between Woodward Avenue, uh, the old Statler property, uh, Grand Circus Park. You have additional uh, hotels going up. And then, let alone what we see in the suburbs today, uh, we're watching these uh, mid-range hotels popping like candy. Well, they're popping like candy, but also another hotel development. Uh, the Joe Lewis site, a lot of stuff in the papers the last few weeks about the Joe Lewis site that the developers who got that piece of property from the bankruptcy are pushing back their development date. They're in a fight with the city because they were supposed to tear down Joe Lewis uh, sometime early this year. Uh, The city's behind on that because the Red Wings took a little longer to move out. And that is supposed to have a hotel in that element, too. And if that's done correctly, that should be connected right to Cobo. Well, they're thinking that, you know, from checking that out a little bit, and I think Gallagher from the Free Press says it best that – it may not even happen. It may be the wrong place for a hotel to be. Well, it's 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 a landlocked piece. So if you look at it geographically, you've got freeways around it. You've got the river on one side. So and you've got Cobo that blocks you off for the rest of downtown. So you know they're talking about developing West River uh, and then Corktown. So you're right. It's a tough spot because of the way the freeways are and the parking structure. And it probably is not the greatest in the world to build about anything. Except an arena. Well, you know, I've got, uh, like I said, I've got Brad in the studio from Chicago, Illinois, and Brad's in the promotional business. And, you know, watching his business, it kind of dictates how the economy goes and what he sees around the country. So I'm going to bring him in also for a few minutes as we talk about the traffic flow in Chicago. I mean, they've got the mass transit. They've got the tools there to make Michigan Avenue go. Brad, how is Michigan Avenue looking today? It, it's bustling. Chicago has always been a great destination. But we see so many people coming in from places like Detroit and Indianapolis and Milwaukee. They're doing exactly what you said, filling those hotel rooms, filling those stores, and carrying those packages up and down Michigan Avenue. But you also have in Chicago that entertainment package all wrapped around Michigan Avenue. Absolutely. Every night, whether it's uh, it's seeing a Broadway play, it's seeing a concert at Wrigley, it's the Bulls, the losing, the uh, Hawks losing, or the Cubs winning at their various uh, – uh, stadiums, there is always something to do and always something to see. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, we have Woodward Avenue right now. We're expanding out a little bit, but we're thin during the week on the movement, where on the weekends we're blossoming. And, uh, Paul, you've seen it down there. You've been working the restaurant market to see all the new restaurants that are opening up, where Chicago seems to have, you know, a powerful movement down there. Well, Chicago, do you Peter. think it's going to take us? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, though, it's, we're, we're still out there a ways before, you know, we, we, we're we not going to catch up to Chicago overnight. No, we're not, we we're not going to reach out to bring it down to Michigan Avenue. No, no, uh, we're not going to be in Chicago anytime soon. Listen, we've had that debate. We were part of an ad campaign I was with a few years ago, and Chicago's a special town. You've got great population. You know, Detroit, If Detroit's going to be Detroit. Detroit's not going to be Chicago. Detroit's not going to be New York. But Detroit's going to be Detroit. And as it builds, and, and as we're finally going vertical with a couple buildings, and we're getting a lot, a lot of buildings coming up, uh, two or three high-rises in the works, and more coming. And now that this week they announced the jail site deal's finally done. Um, they agreed upon it the last couple of days that the jail's going to move out to uh, near Eastern Market off of 75. 
and Gilbert's going to do well, a great Warren, development yeah, there. Over at the Warren Forest uh, uh, 75 area going east. Right, so east, uh, east of I-75. And so there'll be the gateway there, and, and I'm sure Mr. Gilbert and his group will do a great job developing there, which is really the entree to downtown and near the stadium. So, you know, Detroit's going to be Detroit. Uh, five years from now, people won't recognize it. The Hudson site building will be up in four to five years, and so will the other buildings downtown. So we'll be Detroit. Chicago's a great city. They'll stay Chicago. What's interesting is the high-speed trains and what they want to build from Detroit to Chicago, and we'll see what happens there as far as the uh, the tunnel trains, the tube trains they're talking about. Right. So if people want to contact us, why don't we give them our number? We're 844-999-9249. And don't forget you can get us at the App Store, at the Google App Store, or the Apple App Store. Download us. Enjoy us. Tremendous amount of things going on at New Radio Media. And, Paul, I just want to swing over real quickly to Grand Rapids and Amazon. Because they were also in the running for, uh, you know, being one of the big cities to grab it. And they didn't get it either. Well, once again, mass transit, the uh, ability to bring in talent who wants to move to Grand Rapids. Um, You know, they had a lot of cities, Peter, go into this competition. And if you look at the main cities that are due, they're the cities with mass transit. There's the cities with people who want desirable places to move. Now, you know, we're in our bubble of Detroit as being great. And we're still on a campaign to let the world know we're great. And we're getting better. Um, Detroit's biggest detriment was for years we were our own worst enemy. You know, the the politicians didn't work on promoting Detroit. You know, it was the people from all over the world came in to talk about Devil's Night and the Knights of House Burning. Matter of fact, speaking of Paris, I did a, uh, uh, had a reporter in from Paris uh, from the major newspaper in, oh, I would say it's five, six years ago, and a friend of mine actually conquered them because they were coming to do an article on how Detroit burns and the, you know, the demise of Detroit. And I'm very proud to say that I took the person around for a couple days, and the article had a different slant. The article showed that Detroit was rising, and and it's nice, but no one really, really helped that because of—and I'm going to speak a little tough here. I'm going to say the politicians were worried about lining their own pockets, and they were worried about deals, and no one worried about the city of Detroit's reputation. I think we're in a wonderful place. It took private funding uh, between the Illich family, the Gilbert family, and, and, and Mr. Carmanos— who really was the catalyst before all of them, and between Carmanos and the Illiches. So the private money sector uh, really started it, and now the politicians are taking a ride along with them. You know what's interesting, too, Paul, is that you gave three names, but there's a quiet fourth name in the downtown Detroit area, and Sheldon Yellen. Well, you know what? It is. Um, Sheldon's involved in a couple things. He has the practice arena that Belfort did over at the new arena. He owns a couple of apartment buildings, and Sheldon's rather quiet, but he is involved in a lot of stuff down there. And and once again, we could probably name, and I know three or four other groups, Peter, you know a few of them, that are quietly doing development. There's a lot of people in the Midtown area um, that own several hundreds of, par- of apartments and are acquiring more. So the people see the value. I uh, had another group in a couple weeks ago. Um, there's been groups in from China. I'm working with a group from Florida right now on the real estate side. So people are still coming to Detroit. And what we think are still high prices and, and what they still believe we're having a bargain here in Detroit. Well, you know, we are we are a community of bargains at the moment. And so we'll have to play it out a little bit more on all of that. You know, the interesting thing is I understand we have some guests coming on today. Um, who's joining us? Well, we're waiting for uh, Doug Soroka coming in. Doug is a... Uh, a serial entrepreneur, but he's a automotive broker. Doug uh, Doug deals in the automotive world. We want to talk about a little about automotive, 
and how you do car shopping because there's a lot of people out there that really, you know, it's like going to the dentist or buying a car. So uh, that's that's no, a big no, no, thing. No, no. Nice try. Nice try. I go to the dentist. I relax. I close my eyes. I almost go to sleep. So I enjoy going. It doesn't bother well, me. Well, you're, you're a strange bird, Peter. We know that. And most people don't. We're looking at the faces <laughs> around the studio here, and they all agree on my side. Anyways, and we also have Katie and Emily Wright. Now, they are two realtors with Keller Williams. We want to talk about the local real estate market, see what's going on, uh, and see how they're doing. And uh, from what I hear from most of my residential real estate friends, that there's still a problem with supply of good houses. But we'll have Katie and Emily on at 9 o'clock, and we'll talk about them. Also, we're going to talk about a lot of other things going on in Detroit, uh, a little bit out of the Pistons later. We're going to talk about autonomous vehicles. And, Peter, believe it or not, the aviation world is skyrocketing. And, uh, well, not actually. I have some bad news for you very yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, the Airbus A380, yeah. um, they're cutting it way back, and they're cutting back their military aircraft that goes with it. Um, it's just not there anymore. To do a, a price tag like that, you know, you're talking about $445 million. For a discount on that aircraft. Well, we're talking and they about the. They would really have the market. Uh, well, we're not talking about Airbus. The Airbus can do whatever they want over there. We're talking about the Michigan economy and what's going to happen with aviation and how many parts suppliers we have for small private jets and the traffic and the control and the number of people that are flying private jets is skyrocketing. So, uh, Michigan yes, economy is, is going to have. You watch that show on TV to buy the jets? Excuse me? I watch a show uh, at least once a week on uh, corporate jet buying or personal jet buying. And it's, it's a great, it's like watching... Uh, hey, Peter, I hate to do this. We got to go to a break. I hate to do it. So uh, I'm glad oh, you called in from Paris. I want to say you guys uh, have right. a good day. And, I will uh, be in the studio next week. I will smile in the studio next Saturday. All righty. And then uh, we may even go to a Bowling Green Michigan baseball game now. All righty, we got to go. Thank you, Peter, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, let's take a break. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. 
what you're eating, what you're thinking, and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, we're back here in the studios on Talking Biz on a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, if you want to call in, ask any questions, call 844-9999-BIZ. That's 9999-249. We have a guest in the studio, Doug Soroki. Hey, Doug, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, 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 good. Hey, Doug, um, you know, you are a serial entrepreneur, aren't you? Yes. You are, okay. Hardworking. Hey, we don't have Doug's mic up. I got it, Doug? Yeah. All right, there we are. Okay. Anyways, hey, Doug, thanks for coming in this morning. Yeah, thank uh, you. I wanted to talk to you, and, and I don't know if it's the right word, as an auto broker or an auto facilitator. What, what do no, you call yourself? No, more of a broker. More of a broker. And yes. how long have you been doing that? Four years now. Four years now. So, you know, explain to people. I, before you got on, we talked about the world of auto brokerage and how people hate going to the dentist and they hate buying cars. Right. Well, and plus they um – they really want somebody in their camp. So I deal with 13 dealers. Um, I take the time to research what their needs and wants are. And then I, I go out and um, get them the best vehicle for their needs. And a lot of times I change what they want. And I really try to look for um, all the dealerships have something called demos, which usually are about 2500 to $3,000 off. And that's usually about a $70 per month savings in payment. So the person gets a demo. It has how many miles on it? When normally 2500 So that's not bad. It's a new no. car, and they save $70 a month. And you work mostly with GM cars, is that correct? GM and Lexus now. G oh, Lexus yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. And so when a person comes to you, what do they say? Hey, Doug, I'm looking for this. And no, find me a deal. I had a young lady. Um, she's a court reporter. Um, she wanted... She had an older CTS. She wanted a new one. So she also had a GM card. She got um, $1,000 for that. And a car that would normally lease for about $530, um, she ended up leasing it for $389. Big we took savings. It, yeah. We took it up to 39 months. There was a savings there. Um, I got her into a demo. She had ordered it from me three months previous. So she waited for it to come out of demo fleet okay. and picked it up on the day it came out. Wow, so it's a nice deal. Um, do you have a favorite? I mean, what, what do you do volume? And do you do more Cadillacs? What is your hottest volume car? I don't know. Um, it all depends on that month what the um, GM best programs are. And, um, like, recently I sold a VET. Um, the customer ordered from me. It was a... $108,000. Um, he told me what he wanted. I found it, got it. I found it in Ohio, got it. He came in and signed all the documents, brought his cashier's check. And then after everything was done, um, he said, can I see my car now? Yeah. So that's the relationship I build with my customers. Well, that's nice. They trust you. They come in. They yeah. see the car. They say, hey, Doug, get this they to me. They don't even see it usually. Right. You said that. They yeah. don't see it. So that's really nice. So four years have been doing that. On the average, how many cars you do in a month? Um, 15 average. Really? Yeah. That's a nice volume. Yeah. Very nice I do volume. more than the average salesperson. Yeah, that's that's nice. It's it's amazing. Are you finding out that it, is it the deal that drives the car? I mean, does someone call you and they, they switch by the dealer or they, or they stick to it and they say, hey, I want a Cadillac Escalade. 
get me the deal. And you might say there's a better deal on something else. Does yeah. that switch their decision? In fact, I have a dentist now. He called me day before yesterday, and um, he wanted an Escalade, and I sw- I'm switching him over to a Yukon Denali. Um, the payment's $150 a month less. And um, so he's going to go with the Yukon. Um, I, in fact, I switch people on cars all the time. You know, it it just depends on what's out there. The in a lease, everybody has to realize it's just a fancy word for rental. Yeah, you're, bar- you're borrowing the car for yeah. two years, and and listen, and I like it because listen, if it's got twenty five hundred miles, three thousand miles on, big deal. Nothing. You know, nothing. you're you're not paying for those miles either because they you get they get that they give you the miles above that. So right. if it's three thousand on it, you do fifteen. You got eighteen thousand the first year. You know, no, extra, no, no, no. You got fifteen. I, I, I most dealers trick people and do that mm-hmm. i when i say they're getting let's say thirty thousand it's thirty thousand drivable right above the three thousand yeah above so. the three thousand but if you go to like um i know a couple cadillac dealers um they don't tell you but you pay for those 2500 miles right right I mean, we'll get it i was in the car brokerage business in the early 80s and uh, it's changed a lot back then and before that the car brokers, the gentleman I work for, when they used to charge destination charge based on the city you lived in. Yes. Uh, so people that were buying Corvettes got a better deal in Detroit than they did in Texas or California. And back then, the shipping charges were as high as $1,500 difference per car. So it, it paid for a guy to fly in and drive the car home just for the shipping charges. I had a guy last week, um, a doctor in Illinois, picked up a vet from me. Um, the what I got him the vet for, he couldn't touch it anywhere else. And next week, I'm sending an Escalade to California. Wow! So the deals the ship, are the deals are that good. When Michigan sh- has the best leasing rates of anywhere in the country. Well, I think it's competitive. I also think it's because they run those uh, employee numbers on TV yeah, that well, they have to be close. Because I think that disappoints a lot of people when they see the small print. You're yeah. not a GM employee. I think that's unfair too. I I, I really blame the dealers. And even with the airlines, you know, once you get to the airport, um, you have to get a seat. You have to check this in. You know, just tell me in the beginning. That's the difference between me. They know the facts. Well, you built a reputation because, you know, your business is probably 80% referral. Oh, I would say at least. 80% referral. When someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Um, They can call me or email me. They can call me on my cell. What's that number? 248 761 Seven six zero zero, or email me at s a r o k i d o u g at gmail dot com. Soroki Doug at gmail. Give them the phone number one more time because uh, the people might be had not a pen now they have a pen in their hand. What's the number again? Two four eight seven six one seven six zero zero. And when you do call me, look to get a savings. Oh no! The, the reason they call you is because of the savings. Matter of fact. Should they come hit you with their best shot and then you beat it? Oh, How yeah, do you want that? Yeah. I mean, they can they can shop me all they want, and you want that to happen. So let's talk about the automotive market right now. And 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 you're heavy, you're heavy on GM. What do you think about their cars right now? Are they the oh, best they've great. been in years? Or? Yeah. In fact, um, if you looked at um, this year, the Traverse um, won all the awards except for the car of the year was won by the Lincoln Navigator, but that's a hundred thousand dollar vehicle. But for a family vehicle, the Traverse, I just leased one Wednesday. Um, real nice vehicle is four hundred two a month. 
402. Nice. Yeah. It's a lot. All wheel drive. It probably loaded. Yeah, not really. Not what was super the sticker loaded. price on that car? Um, oh, you can look it up right there. Okay. Yeah, Hold on. Let, let, let him look at the stick. He's me. got all the deals here. Um, here's one. A Traverse Premier. Okay. Is forty seven thousand seven fifteen. So forty seven thousand our car for four hundred dollars a month. For four hundred bucks a month. And that's that's a healthy. How many miles were on that lease? Zero. That was brand new. Oh, that was brand new. I mean, so what? What? How many miles did they get on the lease? Um, she got ten thousand a year. Okay, so she drives a car. She rents a car for four hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and you can't beat her for a forty-seven thousand no. dollar car. What and other it, cars do you believe you like in GM? What are your favorite cars in the GM um, line? I like a lot the. Um, I drive a, a Buick LaCrosse. It's it. I don't think there's a car out there um, that drives smoother. Um, and the performance as well, the gas mileage is okay. You know, um, it's about twenty six miles to the gallon. Um, what GM has done a really good job on is they, even in the Cadillac CTS, is they take a smaller engine and they add a turbo to it. Yeah, I've I've got a CT six. Right. And I've got the cylinder three point six, I believe it what it is, and it's the six cylinder, but it cuts down to four. It, it does. It, it yeah. cuts down to four, and I'm averaging in that big car 20.4 miles per gallon, and I think that's a wonderful car that size. I mean, I, I'm ready to get another one. My lease is up in the next six months, and I'm probably going to get another one because the quality is. And then I went and drove the new Lexus, the LS500, mm-hmm. and I got back in my Cadillac. You know what? I didn't see much difference. No. I, I There's a big really, difference in the price. Well, the, the Lexus I wanted was stickered at $110,000. Uh, my car stickered in the mid-60s. And to pay almost double, um, I didn't see the value. I, I hats off to GM and Cadillac because uh, I've been I've had all kinds of cars, foreign, domestic. I've been staying domestic for many, many years because I do business in Detroit. And um, I've had five Lincolns in a row, and this is my first Cadillac. I had three Cadillacs before this, but this is probably the best car I ever drove. I mean, the quality is there. It's made in Hamtramck. I can't pick anything more that's closer no, to Detroit than quiet. that Quiet. It's quiet. It's a it's a wonderful car, and I, and I want to challenge the people listening out there because you know I hate to wave the American flag all the time, especially with automobiles. But if you're living in Michigan, the economy really is based on the automotive industry. Yes, yes. And I truly believe if you want business from your clients, that you should have a domestic vehicle. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's not just um, the person that works at GM. Look at all the suppliers we have, um, all the way down to. Uh, um, a food truck yeah. that c- comes to the plants, you know, um, the repair facilities, the technology is all based here. Um, I've been talking to the city of Southfield about a site um, for them to put more technology, you know, uh, with Delphi and with um, – we have just unlimited resources and so it was really a good thing that the Obama administration stepped up and um, assisted the um, the automobile manufacturers, in which all the money was paid back with interest. No, it was fine. It was fine. You know, Doug, time really flies by. Right. Uh, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. Um, once again, give me your phone number. If someone's looking for a car, what's your number to call? 248-761-7600. And... Um, even if you have a question, I'll answer it. If you don't do business with me, I'll still answer your questions. And I and that's great because I've asked you several times. I happened to get a deal on my Cadillac because it was a year old and they had one left and I got it. But your prices were, were right on. Yes. And I, I really think people are going, 
Once again, I want to thank you. I uh, hope you have a good day the rest of the thank day. You. So you're going to get your next one from me? I'm going to work on it. I'm going no, to work no, on it. No, no, you have to give me. You have to I'm going to yes. do that. Well, anyways, we got to go break, and uh, we'll be back in about two minutes. we got to pay the bills here, and we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Talking Biz. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, we're back to Talking Biz here on NewRadioMedia.com. Uh, good Saturday morning to everyone. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, we just got finished with Doug Soroki. He's an automotive broker, and actually we got a text, or I got a text, from Susan from Southfield. She found it very interesting, and she's going to be calling Doug. She's looking for a new Chevy Bolt. And speaking of Chevy Bolts, GM is upping the production of Chevy Bolts. That's GM's all-electrical car built in the Lake Orion plant. Uh, they went on sale nationally in August, and domestically, there's been over 26 or 24,000 of those sold, and it looks like GM is going to be strong in the electrical car market. They're adding 20 models in the next few years of all electrical, and uh, very interesting. Hey, Tony, put up your mic for a second. I want to ask you something. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's get Tony on here, and I want to talk to Tony for a second, okay? So, Tony, um, do you listen to the Pistons? Do you watch the Pistons at all? I am not a huge Pistons fan. You're actually. not? Yeah. Okay, what sport do you watch? Um, I'm a big hockey fan. You're a big hockey fan, okay. Yeah, I'm a Red Wings guy. And and they're not doing so hot, are they? No. So where are they in the playoff chase? I think they're not getting uh, in. Nope, they're not in it. They're not, they got eliminated. <laughs> they had so many going on, and, and they're not eliminate. They're not in, okay. But... Um, so they're not in, boy. And uh, but the Pistons, the Pistons, the Pistons—they're yeah. not looking too hot either. Tom Gorris says he's going to stand by Stan Van Gundy. He's not going to get let go of him. Um, they're still going to talk after the season, see what's going on. But it looks like um, they're not having a good time either, as far as the playoff race and attendance has been a little tough down there. I mean, the the teams say that people are in the concourses. But I can't believe that many people are eating instead of watching games. What are your thoughts? I mean, down there, I mean, especially at LCA, I mm-hmm. mean, those ticket prices are yeah. kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's great. It, I understand. But, I mean, at the same time, 
I think some of that could be hurting them a little bit. Well, the fact that maybe the Pistons aren't playing so well and it's maybe not worth as much for a team. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it's not. And, and at the end of the day, it's it's very difficult um, for a family or even individuals. You know, there's a lot of individuals. It's very difficult to really, uh, you know, go with the family. Or Like I said, let's go back to two people. You go down, you're yeah. a working guy, not making a ton of money yet, but you're working and you got to pay $30, $40 to park. Yeah. Okay. So now you're already thirty, forty dollars in the hole. Then you got to buy a decent ticket, and you buy your ticket. And uh, when you have your ticket, then you're going to spend some money on food, pick up a beer, and have that stuff. So by the time you have your ticket, and you park, you're into it for about one hundred twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah. That's a lot for a night out. I mean, that's that's a lot of money for a night out. Yeah. You look at the ticket price; it may be like seventy, or you know, and then you're like, okay, maybe I can do that. And then you get there and you start spending money, and you realize you're like, okay, maybe I can't get out of this for a hundred, hundred twenty. Yeah, bucks. It's, it's it's crazy because you know I I went with uh, with my son to a uh, to a concert, and we went in and we went and we bought these chicken fingers. And the chicken fingers, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a deal. They said it was, it was your chicken fingers, fries, and two beverages, thirty nine dollars. Man, what a steal! Thirty nine dollars. <laughs> so you know, you look at that, and it's like, okay, how do we do this? So you know what, tickets are priced. They've really got to look at it, and and I think that's going to be the demise of a lot of professional sports is the affordability. Really, you know, you look at you look at this, and people say, okay, what's happening is is that. We're getting bigger screen TVs, right? Mm-hmm. And you got surround sound, and you got the comfort of your lazy boy chair. Yeah. Why do you have to go to a game anymore? Yeah, the best seat in the house is at your house. <laughs> and, and, and let's add something else onto that. You've got people right now that are watching stuff on streaming. True. So, so you know, Verizon pays the NFL $22 million a game to stream. Yeah. And, and big announcement this week, the Major League Baseball just announced with Facebook that they're going to stream games. Oh. So with all the streaming going on and all this, you, you've got people, one, traditional media is dropping, and attendance is being challenged at these games hmm. because the, the fan is saying, okay, let me, let me figure this out. I'm already paying for my – I already paid for my big screen TV, the comfort of my own home. It's a short walk to the refrigerator to pick up a beer that cost me a little over a buck, right? Yeah. I can order a pizza in and have that. And so for $20 – and and I can eat better food, yeah. be relaxed in my house, watch it on the screen, probably get better shots than the seat unless you're in prime seats. Yeah, think about it. What would you do? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't. You stay home. Yeah, you stay home. You know, and and so you do that. So that's what's happening with professional sports. A lot of things going on. Thanks, Tony, for jumping in on that. No problem. And doing that. Hey, if you have to call in, or not have to call, and if you want to call in and ask a question. Um, you can call us in at 844-999-9249. That's four nines in the word biz at 844. Uh, just got another text from Mike in Trenton, and Mike agrees with me that saying that, hey, sports is going crazy. You can't afford it. What can you do? And he's the one that's sitting home, and he says, you know what? He's got it better. His wife cooks him a great meal. So you know what? Um, they've got to watch the challenge on that, and they've got to be careful of what's going on with tickets in the sporting world. Another thing going on in, in the Detroit market, um, you know, Peter talked a little bit about downtown and and what's going on downtown, and there's a lot going on there. And um, restaurants, um, there's been a few closures announced last week of small restaurants, and it seems like four open and one closes. 
So, you know, we'll see where it goes. Maybe it's not that high. I didn't want to say that. It's it's probably a different ratio. Um, over at the foundation room, over at the new hotel uh, near the uh, Kobo, uh, they were the restaurant of the year. So hats off to them. Um, people want to get our app. People are asking me, how do I get our app? I'm showing people our app, and they say where I get it. They get it at the Google Store or the Apple Store, NRM Streams. That stream with a Z. Do that. Um, change in the media locally. Change what's going on and what's happening. And um, we talk about new radio media in a, in a streaming platform, a digital platform. So we look at TV, radio, and newspaper, and another victim of pay cuts or payroll cut, Joanne Purton. Joanne Purton, uh, contract not re-signed with uh, Channel 7. Um, hopefully she finds a great home and maybe she'll consider us. Um, we have several people from Channel 7, people from Channel 4, and people from Channel 2. Uh, starting on the 19th, Bill McAllister and his company and his wife are going to be on New Radio Media Monday through Friday from 8 to 10. And we have more people that we're going to announce for the lineup there. Uh, and so a lot going on. We have an amazing things going on. We brought a lot of talented people into this company. We started out with uh, Buzz Van Houten um, and, and him in Detroit Radio for 44 years. Buzz joined us uh, as the first really hiree and, and partner in this deal. He's our executive vice president. He brought in uh, Rick Craniac from Brass Ring Productions. Rick is well-known in the concert promotion business and the music end. And when we add the music channels down the road, Rick's going to be very important. Rick's doing a lot of things around the scene. Um, and if you haven't, let's say go to the app. I keep pushing the app, NRM Streams. Also take a look at our Facebook page, New Radio Media. We had a lot of press coverage this week. I don't know if you saw any of that uh, out there. We've been very fortunate. We, uh, we were in D-Business uh, online. Great article them. Thanks to D-Business. Uh, we made a national, national uh, newsletter, or excuse me, magazine, Radio Inc. So uh, everyone in the radio industry now knows about us. And there's about three or 400 other publications and radio stations and TV stations that actually covered us this week. So we're making the news. We are making the news. Um, tell your friends, if you're listening, to uh, tune us in, newradiomedia.com. The other thing is we're on demand 24-7. So if you look at the channels and, and if you look at what's going on, uh, we're there at your command. And it's funny because, you know, I talk about this a lot. I used to be a guy that says, oh, i got to be home at 7 o'clock on Sundays to watch 60 Minutes. And I'm no longer that guy. I, I finally have come into the uh, the 2000s, as my son would say. You grew up, Dad. Um, I listen to On Demand. So, so if I miss 60 minutes, guess what? If I get home at 11 on Sunday, I can watch it. So, you know, I'm not a slave to my TV anymore. And it's really funny. And there's a lot of people cutting the cable cord. You know, if we look at the millennials and younger people, and you go and they've got Hulu. They've got every kind of streaming service. So it's it's really the trend, and I think we're right on the trend with new radio media. Uh, if you're looking to promote your business or do a show or, or have a show, uh, call us or email us at info at newradiomedia.com. Had a lot of inquiries this week. We have a lot of shows going on. You'll probably see an added two, three, four shows a month starting right now. We're roughly at 13 shows. We're predicting by towards the last quarter this year we'll be up to about 50 shows. So really, really growing. Uh, back to the Michigan economy, enough about new radio media. We're talking about the Pentastar Aviation Skyrockets to Success. And a really interesting article, um, Michigan Economic Development Corporation did a study. And because of Michigan being part suppliers for a lot of different things, that the aviation world, especially private planes, private plane numbers are going way, way, way up. 
and you know helped with the Wright brothers in 1914. Um, it, it's just amazing what's going on, and aerospace is doing very, very well. You know, in Michigan, there are more than 600 aerospace-related companies. Wow. And we only rank number two amongst other states in states that have parts for uh, aviation. So great thing that the small jet aviation business is going up. And um, big jets back and forth. Peter talked about uh, Airbus having some orders canceled, but there's still sign a lot of jets, and there's still a back order on a lot of jets. Um, but private planes are really, really taking off. Honda now has a jet for around $4 million. So, you know, you can afford it and save your pennies, and I can save my pennies, and maybe I can afford a Honda jet. Uh, very, very interesting. The only problem with the Honda jet is that you can't change the oil at a Honda dealership. <laughs> that's that's the biggest problem with the Honda jet. We've got some other guests coming on uh, a little later in the show. Um, if you uh, want to talk residential real estate, people should be on here at 9 o'clock. We've got uh, two lovely ladies coming in from a Keller Williams office. I believe it's the Commerce office, so you can call us in. Once again, if you'd like to call in, 844-999-9249. It's 844-49s and a 249. We're getting a lot of texts and emails. You can text us. Uh, you can email us at info. You can do a bunch of things. You look at our social media. I got a personal text a minute ago, and uh, it's my mom. She says, you're looking good this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, uh, for listening. <laughs> I guess she's my biggest fan. A um, lot of interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to flip back, and it sounds like I'm flipping back because Peter left me and is in Paris, so he left me alone today. But I want people to take a look at the different channels that we have at New Radio Media. We just finished production. It was launched this week uh, on Tuesday was Get It Into The Geeks. And, and it's really, really interesting if you look at the Geektainment channel. Uh, hats off to the production staff here of what they've created. Um, you know, people thought when we first started, you know, it's going to be just like the set we're in. But believe it or not, we have full production capabilities, you know, three camera sets, remote cameras. We've been out of the studio shooting. We've been out on the street shooting. And if you have an idea for a show, you know, we can create it for you here. So, you know, when we talk new radio media, we're really hyper-local. And we want the local audience in the, in, the, in the township or the city of Detroit or the area of Metropolitan Detroit to really, really help us shape what we're going to do here because we want to serve the community. And, and we, it starts all the way at the top with our executive vice president and everyone talking that media has changed. So when you pick up the newspaper locally, there's not a lot of local coverage. When you listen to the news, there's some local coverage, but, you know, like Buzz would say, if it bleeds, it leads, and people are turning off the news. And if you listen to radio, there's not many too many personalities anymore. You know, they might have a disc jockey in Kansas City talking over music tracks, and, and he's not going to tell you how the weather is and talk about local sports. So we're going in that direction. Once again, if you have an idea, you know, you've always wanted to be a star. You have, If you're a professional and you want to show uh, we've got Room on the Business Channel. We have the Medical Channel coming up. We've got a lot of doctors coming in starting to produce shows. So we have all those kinds of things. If you have a craft and you want to sell merchandise, three, four months from now, we're going to have a merchandise channel. So there's about everything or anything we to touch the community, uh, You know, whether it's a full production, a half-hour show, hour show, um, you know, whether you want to sell a craft on here and like to do it. Uh, we welcome all those people on Talking Biz on Saturday morning here to talk about their business, whether it's a product they want to sell, uh, whether it's a, uh, a, a career they have, whether it's a doctor, a lawyer. We had a lawyer on a couple weeks ago. But uh, we'd like to welcome you here on the show. So write us at info 
at NewRadioMedia.com. We'll be glad to have you on the show. And if you want to call in, if you're not in local Detroit area, we're glad to put you on the phone and talk to you. And once again, time is, is time is going by, you know. We're getting ready to take another break, and uh, you're listening to Talking Biz on New Radio Media. We'll be back in about two minutes. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Here we are. Thank you very much. We're back here after the break. A little technical difficulties once again. And we're here on Talking Biz on a Saturday morning. And going to be in the mid-30s today. And sunny. Um, want to talk for the next few minutes about autonomous vehicles. And autonomous vehicles are taking over the world. I was driving out to Grand Rapids uh, last week. And I got behind a couple test cars from Hyundai. And they were doing the autonomous thing on the road. And um, very interesting to watch them. And I was watching the drivers uh, on the cars, and they had their hands on the wheels. And I don't know how confident they were as far as them driving. Um, it was very interesting that uh, they did, uh, you know, had to change the lanes themselves. And I don't know how that works, um, whether the driver has to change lanes. I haven't been into a Tonsby vehicle or how they work. But um, I assume down the road you just program an address, and it takes you there, and it changes lanes. Uh, I want to put Tony on, on the mic right now and talk about this. Tony, I'd like to have your opinion uh, on autonomous vehicles. Are, are you all about them, or could you trust someone else to drive you? I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I mean, I don't—I think it's very interesting 
the technology, but I don't know how much I trust them. I mean, it, it is a matter as far as technology is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's more stuff that can go wrong. One part can go wrong, and there's your life. I mean, I don't know. I, I, a chip, a little thing could cut out. I mean, there's just more to go wrong with it. And and I, I I'm that way. It's funny. I had um, self parking on a couple of my cars. You know, yeah. Parallel parking. And even though I had the feature on it, I didn't order it came on the car. You know, I never trusted that thing. It's yeah. a, it must be a male thing. It must be a guy thing because, you know, I can't give control of the car over. I have a hard time with that, and I've never used it for parking. So very difficult for me to do it. So, you know, with the autonomous vehicles and, and looking at that, um, I really have to look at that and say, you know, am I going to be the guy? You know, and, and look at all the laws that are going to have to change. Exactly. You know, just imagine you get out of a bar. Your car has no steering wheel. You jump in and you tell the car, take me home, right? Mm-hmm. So the car's taking you home, and the guy's drunk, and he's got his hands all over, and he puts a, he pushes a button by mistake that screws up the car. You know, they got to look at the laws. Yeah. You know, who, gets, who gets the drunk driving ticket? Is it going to be uh, the gentleman who, who in the car is drunk? Mm-hmm. But there's no steering wheel. Yeah. There's no steering wheel. So it's going to be very interesting to DUIs. You know, can you be in a moving vehicle? I guess they'll stick stick with that law. You're in a moving moving vehicle, and uh, but once again, no steering wheel. So yeah. the laws can be changed. Well, I think there's a real moral dilemma involved with those cars too. I mean, I what determines in a lose lose situation who's going to win? Now it's tough. It's going to be really tough. I mean, when when someone's got to die in in a certain situation where. It, lives are at stake. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to pick? Is it going to save a group of people over you, or is it going to save? I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a good question because Think you about talk that. about that. And, and let's. I just thought about something else. Is your driving record going to be important anymore? You know how insurance companies rate yeah. you and get accidents and all that stuff. So let's go five years in. Everyone's got autonomous vehicles. Okay. Why would your driving record matter? Because, yeah. because you don't drive anymore. Yeah. It it takes you anywhere you want. You jump in, it takes you. It's going to be very interesting what's going on. I mean, the automotive world changing. And now they're talking about driverless semis. Oh. And and hmm. Tesla has them, and there are already hundreds of them. Companies are because, you know, when you're a company and you're doing a lot of miles, the payback is very quick. Yeah. <coughs> and the difference in cost on the vehicles with batteries compared to other semis is not that much different. So the payback, they're saying, in some cases, a year and a half to two, that the vehicle pays for itself. True. So now we're going to have all these big trucks with no drivers. Less jobs. Well, less jobs. Well, the question is, do they still need a driver to get there? It backs in the dock, and or is the truck going to talk to the guy at the dock? True. Unload me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's it going to do? So it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. Just got a text from Suzanne. Uh, in New York, she's listening, and she said, keep them off the road. <laughs> you know, keep them off the road. It's like, you know, and I could see New Yorkers screaming at a car with no one in it driving. <laughs> <laughs> can you see that? I just, oh, imagine, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just envision autonomous taxis in New York. Oh, yeah. Okay? I mean, that's going to be crazy. And and what's the scary part is that you still got to deal <clears> – excuse me for a second. You still got to deal with the other driver. So it doesn't have a shield. You know, it's not like it has a force shield around it that says, stay away. Yeah. So you've got the people that are driving vehicles, the autonomous vehicles, and how many people are going to have road rage? Yeah. You know, you have autonomous, autonomous vehicle cuts you off. 
Yeah, it's going to okay. drive slower. It's it, not going to. It's going to cut you off. It's going to cut in front of you. And what are you going to do? You know, can I get pissed? <laughs> what are you going to do? It's like, okay. <laughs> it gets hit. It hits it. Boom. What do you do? So, very scary. Michigan is leading the way as far as a lot of autonomous uh, test tracks, a lot of stuff out in Ann Arbor, down at uh, Willow Run. They're doing a lot with autonomous vehicles over there, and um, it's a big part of our economy. But like I said, I'm I'm just I'm scared about it. No, I I understand that too, and I mean I think there's a certain aspect of it that's kind of interesting that's going to affect car ownership too. I think with self-driving cars, we might not necessarily need to own a vehicle. Well, and that's part of the calculation of the numbers going down and the numbers of vehicles being bought. The automotive companies, Ford Motor Company, said it a long time ago that their numbers of vehicles are going to go down, and what's happening with it that they're a transportation company. Because now they're getting into bicycles and autonomous vehicles and everything. Sales will be going down. What they've adjusted for is they're selling a lot more bigger trucks. They're selling more profitable trucks. Automotives have been moved to Mexico or other countries and Japan or China. And uh, that's what's going on. So it's going to be scary. It's going to affect Detroit. But, (coughs) excuse me, we'll find other things. We've got to move and be aggressive as far as what we build in Michigan. You know, the aviation, I brought that up because we have the aviation part, so we'll have that. Um, and we'll have other things, technology, thanks goodness, for Quicken Loans, and there are 17 to 20,000 people downtown. So yeah. the young people see it. Hats off to young people. Hey, we're here because the young people visioned this. Our COO, Ian Benzman, came up with the idea two and a half years ago. I listened to him because, hey, I had a radio show, and he said, Dad, wrong. You know, people were streaming. People were listening all over online back then. That's why we're here. So Very interesting. Hey, you know what? This slot's almost up. We have some very interesting guests coming in in a few minutes. Katie and Emily Wright, they're with Keller Williams. I believe it's the Commerce Office. We're going to talk about the residential market, what's going on, the trends, what's happening, and how the market is hot or not. Uh, get on your phones, 844-999-BIZ-249. That's 844-999-9249. Or download our app at NRM Streams on either store. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in about two minutes. We'll see you soon. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. 
check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, we're back uh, from our little break here, 9 o'clock hour. You're on Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. If you just tuned in and you want to call in, call us at 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249. Tell your friends to tune in at NewRadioMedia.com or go to the app stores, either on the Google side for Android or the Apple store. Download us at NRM Streams. We have a guest in the studio. Hey, how you doing there? I'm it's Katie. Doing well. Yes. I've been saying Katie and Emily, and Emily decided to uh, sleep in this morning, huh? She did, Uh, Maybe we should call and wake her up. Let's do that. (laughs) We can. No, she's at home with her son. Okay. Well, anyways, you know, glad to have you here, Katie. Thank you. Is Kate or Katie? What do you like? Katie. Katie, okay. Mm -hmm. We'll call you Katie. And you're with Kelly Williams Commerce, correct? That's correct, yes. How's How's the housing market? It's, everything is going really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh... A seller's market. Yes. I think we all know that. It has been uh, last year. It looks like it's going to be again this year. Mm-hmm. So I hear from all my friends in residential, it's tough to get good inventory. Is that still a problem, or are you getting enough inventory? No, inventory is low. It is low. So it drives up the prices. Right. So you like said, it's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing this? Going on four years. Four, you enjoying it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. what it's do you like? What do you like most about it? You know, is it the people? Is it? Is it? What, I love tell me. that every day is different. Yes, variety. Yes, variety. Yes. Yeah, uh, I love being in control. I love being my own boss. You love being in control. Okay, yeah. is there a husband <laughs> or boyfriend that knows this? <laughs> Yes, I have a husband. Okay. Yeah. So are you in control at the house? <laughs> no. Okay. Everything. So when you get to the office, you like to be in yes, control. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just, so that's yeah. good. So so you've been doing this four years. Mm-hmm. Commerce office. Have you always been with Keller Williams? I have. You have. Yeah. So I hear it's a great company. A lot of people, a lot of good offices, a lot of people selling stuff. It is a great company. Well-marketed company. company. I, I see the name out yeah. there a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually number one right mm-hmm. now in number of agents, number of units sold, and... Uh, volume. Wow. Yeah, for residential. Well, I've so. got two or three friends who work for the company mm-hmm. in all the different offices, so I hear a lot of good things about them. So let's go back to the housing market. Let's talk about okay. it. So what areas do you cover? Where are most of your homes? Oakland County. Oakland County, okay. I, I've done business in Wayne and Macomb as well. And um, at any one time, like how many homes do you have listed right now? My office, had, I mean, we have... Over a hundred homes listed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you work on like a team method there. Is that what it is? It is. Yeah. Uh, Emily and I, my sister, mm-hmm. we just started the right team. Okay. Yeah. So, so if they're looking, exciting. they got to go to the right team. Yes. Not the wrong team, but the, the right team. Right. You can't go wrong with the right team. <laughs> okay. Is that what it is? Yes. Very nice. And and how long has your sister Emily been doing this? She's been in it a year. Oh, so you brought mm-hmm. her up, huh? Yeah. You recruited her. I did. What yep. did Emily do before? She's a uh, part owner of a home care agency. Oh, That's really? what I previously did okay. as well. Okay, so kind she's kind of a family business. Like you guys are real entrepreneurish. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I would say so. So you went and got your license. 
I did, yep. yeah. And then I, he said, uh, Emily, you got to do this with me. Exactly, yep. And did you find it hard getting your license or? No, it was uh, a simple process. You know, just took the class, passed the test. Uh-huh. I started in Keller Williams Novi. Okay. Mm-hmm. I started with the Perna team. I loved it there. Had great success. It's one of those big teams. Yeah. They fed us a lot of leads. Very nice. So yeah. it's, you know what's interesting? Because, you know, residential is different than commercial. I'm a commercial broker also. Right. And, and our, our time and our deals take longer. Mm-hmm. You know, residential you can get into, and within the first month or so, you could have a house sold. Right. As a matter of right. fact, how long did it, tell you, did it take you to sell your first house? Uh, my March is when I started. By June, I had my first closing. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So they get, you get going, and then they started filling the pipeline in and started closing exactly. every couple months, every three months, maybe a house. Right. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, every... Um, for me, starting on a, a big team was instrumental in my success because he just gave so many leads. And there's a huge group of people. We're all working together. If right. have a question, because in, in the beginning, you're like, what am I doing? I oh, yeah, it's a learning <laughs> process. Listen, yeah. I've been in the business 21 years, and some days yeah. I think I'm still learning. I mean, yeah. things different angles, and, and that's life. You learn every day. You change things around. And I'm sure you're exactly. still learning a lot in the business. Yeah, and, and you go to your broker learning. and ask questions mm-hmm. or the other agent. So being in a big team was helpful because, mm-hmm. like I said, they failed your leads. You had other people to bounce things off of. Right. You had a lot of buyers. What percentage of buyers came in? Like how many – they call it double dipping. So how many how many sales in your office did when you started or even now that come, both sides come from your office? Probably 25%. Oh, that's it. Okay, so yeah. I thought maybe it would be more. Maybe yeah. it's bigger in some other offices. Yeah. So 25%. So let's talk about some of your current listings and, and what's going on. And, and okay. those. So let's take, what's your price range of homes you have right now listed? 100000 to 300000 350000 All right, so you're in a really good price range. You right. Know? Starter homes, exactly. nice homes, and, and those around the commerce area, Walled Lake. Yes. All those different areas. Mm-hmm. So and then I have a handful that, because of the winter, yeah, everyone's, getting ready to get their house on the market. So we have a handful of homes that are going to be coming out in the next month or so. So that's exciting. So you recommend people wait till the spring to sell their house? or I mean, I, I hear it's all really year-round now because of the way the market's so tight. Right, right. In the wintertime, you can get your home sold quickly. I mean, Christmas, I, I put a home on the market. Right after Christmas, it was sold in a week. So wintertime isn't a bad time to put your home on the market. Spring, summer, it just gets crazy. You know, because to think about it, if someone buys a home, by the time you put the offer accepted, by the time you do everything, you can still push it off a couple months, two, three months for the closing. Yeah. And if people really want the house, I guess they're buying them quick. I mean, a lot of cash offers I hear are out there. That is correct. You know, yeah. people pre-approved. And, and I have a friend of mine, she just listed her house in Farmington Hills. She listed it on a Sunday, and I said, you're going to sell it this week. And she did? She sold it on Monday. And it was a bidding war up to 20000 over the asking. I believe it. it. It was a nice colonial in Farmington Hills, kept up real well. And she thought I was crazy when I said, you're going to sell it this week. And she called me and says, I sold it the next day. And it was amazing. I had dinner with her last night. So I want to talk about the process. There's a lot of people that are either first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. first-time home sellers. Um, let's talk about the buying side right now. Now, okay. do you like to represent buyers more than sellers? What do you prefer? I... I like to represent both. Okay. Yep. So so let's talk about a person buying a house. Okay. 
okay, I come to you and I say, Katie, I'm, I'm ready to buy a house. I hear you're a good agent. you got a good personality. You like to control things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and so what would you say to me? I mean, let's walk through the process. You so know. first step, I would like to have a buyer's consultation. Okay. I'd like to meet face-to-face, go over what to expect, what you're looking for, make sure that we're a good fit for each other. Okay. And from there, I if you're not approved, we need to get you approved okay. unless it's cash. Okay. And um, I'm going to go over your criteria. I'm going to search for homes for you. I'm also going to email you listings from the MLS, which is multiple listing service that realtors use. Mm-hmm. And I typically show less than 10 houses for each client. So, so you're pretty good. You yeah. know, you probably you listen yeah. well. Exactly. Take charge of it and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. um, have you had a few of those clients?" You you say, "Hey, these people never buy." <laughs> you know, I showed you ten. You hate everyone. Have yes. you ever fired a client? Actually, I have not. Okay. I I have that. Typically, I show ten houses or, or less. Yeah. But there has been a handful of clients that I've worked on for a year. And it's not that we went out every weekend or right, anything, right. But you have but the patience of a saint. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you have to. You have to. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not calling me, you know, every single day, and we're not going out every weekend, it's not going to happen for a year. But I mean, it takes time sometimes. Oh, it takes a lot of time. I yeah. understand. I mean, I, I help three people buy homes. I, mean, I like to stay out of it. I normally refer it to a residential because. <laughs> I'm out of the water. I mean, it's like a fish out of water when I'm doing residential. Yeah. And and you're full-time, right? Yes. Okay, there's a lot of part-timers I know out there because mm-hmm. I got frustrated at the beginning because I would call someone and not get a return phone call for a couple of days. And it was like very frustrated. I said, don't they want to sell a house? Right. And it was really frustrating. So I'm glad you're a full-timer because, I mean, if someone's really looking for a professional, they're doing it full-time. I think in most cases. It makes a difference. You know, it does make a difference. So let's go back to the process. I listened to you very okay. well. You're going to pre-qualify me, mm-hmm. and I'm just taking an example. It's not me, but I have terrible credit, and okay. and I'm off a few points. <laughs> okay, and I need to. What's the score they need typically? I mean, is there a score that? Well, it can be as little. It can be as low as five eighty for an FHA. Okay, and how about a standard mortgage? What are they looking for today? Six twenty. Oh, so they're looking higher. for six twenty. So okay, so I have six eighteen. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving an example. Say I had six eighteen. Do you work with certain mortgage companies? I do. I have a preferred lender. Okay. His name is Jason Bach with Prime Lending. Okay. He's excellent. So Jason comes in and says, you know what? These two, these people are two points below where they need to be. Does he help them correct their, get, yes. get it corrected? Yes, and, and, of course. Yeah. I mean, they're not off at that at that point. So, okay, so I mean, I'm sure it's something that can be easily. Maybe one letter they got to yeah. write. They got to do yeah. something. With it. And I hear we're, it. We're going to make it happen. Okay, I like yeah. your attitude. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. You know, you take charge. You're taking <laughs> charge. So get the. So Jason's going to correct it and get them the score. Now that they're pre-approved, mm-hmm. they go out there. What is the typical down payment today on a house? I mean, I. Well, with a conventional, you can do. There are some programs. There's so many different programs yeah. out there, but I've seen as little as three percent down on a conventional. Yeah. Typically, it's five percent. 10, 20. Um, FHA is 3.5%. They have a MISHA loan where you can put as little down as 1%. Wow, wow. Do you see people, I mean, you weren't in it during the crisis. You came in after the crisis. So you're in a good time right now. The houses are adjusted. They're Mm -hmm. not overpriced. But do you remember the big bubble and and people giving mortgages to dogs or anybody who could get a mortgage? Yes. 
Um, I know people that got mortgages at you know probably twenty percent over the value of the home. It was just it was terrible. It was. And yeah. so let me ask you this question because I ask a lot of people, and, and you you mm-hmm. you did it after the fact. But when people got in trouble, do you think it was the home buyer or do you think it was the mortgage company that really led the way to get them in trouble? I think it was a mortgage company. Yeah, they they did it. Yeah. They, they guided the person into it, and they said, hey, you know what? We can give you this super mortgage, and we can get you all the money you want, and you can take cash in your pocket and line your pockets. And they don't worry about if you could pay, did they? No. I mean, I, I just watched this movie. What movie was it? Um, all About the Crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, re- I saw the movie. I forgot the name, too. Yeah, it has a bunch of yeah, but famous... Yeah, f- but the fact is, <laughs> I got angry during that movie. Yeah. I really I know. Did. It was sad. You know, I, I have some people I know that um, one person I know, uh, she went through a divorce, uh-huh. and he, she, the, the, the broker must have got a divorce list. Mm-hmm. He was an outstate broker, called this lady up and said, listen, I understand you might be looking for a mortgage. And she didn't figure out that he bought the list for being divorced because she mm-hmm. just got the house... And she got a first mortgage for two hundred and seventy, and a second mortgage for roughly thirty for three hundred thousand dollars. And it wasn't those no doc loans and all that. It says, and by the way, if you showed you made seventy thousand dollars, I can qualify you for this. But they're not going to check out what you your earnings. But just write down to you made seventy two thousand dollars, and pretty much guided her through the loan. And then second, by the way, I can get you a second for another thirty. So by the wow. time they got the first and second, they couldn't afford the loan. So they get the loan um, and didn't even make one payment because they couldn't even afford the first payment. So six months, no payments. Then the redem- you know, then the foreclosure right. starts. So it took a year of trying to get her out. So she lived rent-free for a year. All right? Mm-hmm. So I get angry a little bit on both sides. I mean, yes, you had a professional on the mortgage side, but really Lane, you know, Telling this other person what's going on, it. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I you mean, know? she she knew what she was she was being dishonest. I would hope yeah. that she she's being dishonest. I hope <laughs> yeah. she would know that that she couldn't afford the payment. Right. But a lot of people did that. You know, a lot of people did that. A lot of builders would overappraise homes or appraisers. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, guys in the mortgage business. They'd call down to the appraiser's office, and say, you know what? It'd be great if this house came in at three hundred fifty. Right. I need it to be three. I need it to be three. <laughs> Guess what? It's three fifty one. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. What a crime. What a, it, so I'm it really glad, was. I'm glad that's over. Me too. So, you know, and, and, and once again, and you got it after, so you got lucky. So I really think you're in a market right now where homes are priced right mm-hmm. and, and going back. So let's go back to the process, and, and you're doing a great job here because I want to really educate the people that are listening right now. So we're talking about a buyer. We talked about them getting pre-qualified. Mm-hmm. Now you take them out. They look at 10 homes, and... What's the most important thing they're looking for in a house in most cases? Is it the kitchen, the bathrooms? Well, what I tell my clients is the things that you can't change are location. Yep. You can't change the size of the lot. Right. uh, Or the layout of the home, typically. Right, right. So those three things, you know, that's what we want to focus on. They want something updated. Everybody else, everybody wants some. It seems like everybody wants updated. Right, know? right. It's hard for yeah, I want, a, I want a turnkey house. I want yeah. the color. The cap yeah. is the color I want. The wallpaper, the wall. Because, you know, they're figuring, especially if it's a lower-end house. Yeah. They're, they're tight mm-hmm. going in, right? right? So they figured, I don't have $20,000. I don't have 5000 to remodel the house. Right. So that's what's going on. So mm-hmm. they look at the house, and let me ask another question. 
Who's the decision maker in most cases? The husband or the wife? Who has more say? Mm. Just an opinion. I, I would mean. say the wife. The wife, okay. Yeah. Husband's there, honey, you like it, honey, you like it, honey, you right. like it. And she says, yeah, honey, I like it. Yeah. So then they get the house. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Am I, am I right? That's typically okay, how it goes. Okay, typically goes, yeah. honey, I like it. They get it. So you got the house. And um, so now they like the house and they put mm-hmm. an offer in, right? Mm-hmm. And they get the offer in. And um, typically how fast are offers accepted? Sometimes. So what we're going to do is okay. I'm going to run comps on the home. Okay. I'm going to make sure that. You know, the home's priced accurately and uh, go through the offer documents with you. Together, we're going to craft the best offer. I'm going to call the listing agent right away, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, my clients are interested. Do you have any offers? Uh, what's this, what What's most important to your sellers? Because I want them – I'm going to write this offer because I want them – I, this is going to be the only offer we're going to write. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> That's my goal. So right. um, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it's the best offer. And um, from there, I, what I've been seeing lately is agents saying, I already have an offer. I'm expecting an offer, highest and best, <laughs> which is. And, and you and you yeah. got to get the best offer for you know, right. for it forward. And, mm-hmm. and that's important as a good agent. Yeah. is really guide your buyer to the right offer because, mm-hmm. you know, once you start playing today, a lot of people losing homes. You know, right. I hear from the, my friends in the residential end that, you know, hey, they put an offer in and um, we got beat out or right. the counter offer is and then the other agent gets smart and says, oh, let's go 3000 over. Let's do this. And, and mm-hmm. I hear this going on and I've got friends who got frustrated. They got into bidding wars and, you know, like my friend just sold her house at 20000 more. So, Right. Sounds like you do a great job. Is is yeah. really coaching the client to say, hey, "Here's what I think you should do." I, I really try my best. You really do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk for a few more seconds. We got a break in about twenty seconds. But, okay. You know, great talking. So we're gonna talk about the other side of it. We're talking yeah. about helping the buyer right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad you're here. And we gotta call. We gotta wake up Emily. Let's call Emily up and say, "Hey, where are you?" But we're going to we take a break. Call her. We'll call her up. We'll take a break right now. And okay. uh, we'll be back in about uh, two minutes. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to NewRadioMedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. 
and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. We're back here at uh, Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com, and we're talking to Katie Wright. How you doing, Katie? I'm doing well. Boy, that, that first segment really went fast, didn't it? It did. It did. Well, anyways, yeah. we were talking about, we're trying to get Emily on the phone, but Emily seems to be, I mean, she's sleeping, or she's doing something, but hey, we'll figure it out. But if not, we have you, and that's all we need right now, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, no, we're going to give her a call. Okay. She'll, we'll, she'll get back Well, she'll get back to you. Okay, yeah. so let's, let's uh, we talked about you helping buyers. Yes. That was the first segment. We mm-hmm. talked about you helping buyers, and you talk to the buyers, and and I like what you do. I you you talk to the buyer. You first you qualify them with their mortgages, and then you take a look at homes. You find their criteria. You look at the homes. You tell them the things that aren't going to change: the lot, the location, the size, and the layout of the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a good listener, and, mm-hmm. and you do that. And then what I really like, and the most important part, is an experienced agent really helps them write the right offer. Mm-hmm. And you look at that because. These people need the coaching. They need the help. They need to know because of the market is so tight and that it's a seller's market. When you're representing a buyer, you want to make sure you put your first best foot forward. And Correct. it sounds like you really do yeah. that. So hats off to you. Thank I mean, you. you really are a true professional. I mean, Thank you. I'm on the commercial side. Like I told you, I've dealt with a lot of residential agents that aren't as professional. And I know a great amount of great professional agents. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. Right. But you're up there. Thank I mean, you. I really believe for being in the business four years, you're truly a professional already. And, and been there, that. so yeah. so do that. So we did that. Now on this segment here, let's talk about the seller side. Okay. Okay. So I come to you and say, "Hey, Katie, I got this house, and I think it's worth forty million dollars." No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. don't they always think their house is worth more? They do. Okay. Yeah. So so how do you yeah. break it to them? I mean, do you say, you know, your house isn't quite worth the three fifty? Let me analyze. Let me do a study here and, and tell me where it goes from here. So. I'm going to prepare the documents. I'm going to have my packet together okay. with my all the listing information about what I have to to offer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to prepare a CMA, which okay. is a comparative market analysis, okay. similar to an appraiser. We're going to compare homes that are similar style and have the same characteristics. I think that, but 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 I have a nicer home. I think that sellers, <laughs> <laughs> right? My house is nicer. Yeah, I've got new wallpaper. Right. My carpet's newer. Well, you got to be wrong. Do you hear right? that? Do you hear this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when we're comparing homes, we want the same. I mean, across the street, they might be lakefront. Okay. So well, you know, it's not you, apples you, to yeah, apples. Yeah, you know, you, you got a, you got lake view if you t- right. on your tippy toes and right. look on the roof over the house. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm just going to put the facts in front of them. Okay. I know that, you know, Zillow said your home's worth this, but just to show you what's I've never sold, met a Zillow. No? Have you met a Zillow? I haven't met a Zillow. I have. You had met a Zillow? Oh. A Zillow, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Zillow, I mean, you know, you got a computer putting something <laughs> right, out, right? Right, right, right. There's nothing like a human I being. Know. So when I say exactly. you've never met a Zillow, no, they're going to listen never. to Zillow. It's like people that go on computers to diagnose what they're sick with. Right. That's not a doctor. Mm-mm. So go back to this. We you, you give them what the doctor, you say, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. And how agreeable are most of your clients? So that they Some of them give you a fight like I just did. My house is much nicer. I think you're wrong. Or what is the deal? So most of the time they have pushback. Okay. And I don't have a problem listing a home 
$10,000 over what I suggest. Right, right. I mean, that's it's. I've actually lost a listing by arguing over $10,000. Okay. So. so you learned. <laughs> so I learned. We'll put it there. Well, you know what? In, in today's market, yeah, they could end up being right. You know, with multiple right. bids, so mm-hmm. right, yeah, so you know, ten thousand yeah. in the price range. Yeah. Really, not a big spread today. I right. mean, it's really not a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, so you told the buyers, and now you got it, and they decide they're going to sign the listing agreement. Where do we go mm-hmm. from now? From there, I order photos. I have a professional photographer come out. Okay, I give you a checklist on how to prepare the home. Uh, it's very detailed, and within. Three days, I'll have it on the market, write a great description of the home, get you set up on showings, and prepare you for what's to come. <laughs> and, and and what percentage of homes, well, let's say open houses, uh-huh. how often do you work open houses? I'd work an open house for any of my sellers that want one. Okay. And is that typical yeah. these days that people have open houses? You know, what's the percentage of people that have open houses, would you say? I would say half the agents do it, half of the half of the agents don't want to do it and don't believe in them. Really? Yeah. They I just hear, don't believe they think today with the computer systems and everything going on, they don't need it. Right. Pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in it or not? And, believe and in then it? they also say that there's, you know, it's open to the public, so people who are coming to your home aren't pre-qualified and, you know, anybody could be coming in and it's not safe. So I hear that from other agents as well. Gotcha. So they just don't believe in them. So it's about 50-50. Yeah. I, I don't think say. I see as many open house signs as I used to see, so maybe that's right. You know, yeah. People are doing it. Okay, so we got it listed. Got it and, listed. Um, if, my, if my seller wants an open house, I have no problem doing that. Right. Um, what I like to do is have the listing go live by Thursday or Friday and then mm-hmm. the open house on Saturday or Sunday. So immediately that after. Way, right. So that way it's by Monday it's. Got no, action. We, we got, now, let we me got offers. Question. Do you use any tricks of the trades when you have an open house? Do you bake cookies? Do you, yeah, you What do you do? Uh, Emily has uh, baked cookies at an open house. So yeah. Emily would have probably brought us cookies this morning. <laughs> she would have, uh, Emily's maybe. not here. Okay. No. We're going to call her after the show and yell at her, okay? Yeah, we are. We should. We should we do that. We should. So Emily cooks cookies. <laughs> you don't. Okay. Well, I want to see Emily. No, just, anyways. I mean, just, just putting out signs and balloons and... You know, making it a a big event. So I sometimes I have my lender come. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you can like pre-qualify people, get things yeah. going, and get that going. That's a nice benefit for your lender too. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now you got the open house, and the offers start coming in. Mm-hmm. So let's say this house was listed at three twenty nine. Okay. And you get an offer for three twenty five. Okay. And it's the only offer the first week. What do you tell the seller? I present any offer that comes in. Right. I'd um, I tell the seller that you should shouldn't just turn it away. No, no. Yeah. We're, we're within four thousand of the asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, counter so, offer yeah. it, maybe. Okay. Counter. Counter it, and uh, okay. So I come back at. It just depends on the situation. My seller might be in a hurry to sell. Right. You know, right. and they might be happy with the three twenty five. Right, so if right. they are, then we can. Sign the deal. Yeah, sign, sign the, the deal. deal up. If they're uh, not, we can counter. Got it. So I'm yeah. pre-approved. Mm-hmm. I, I'm your buyer okay. for your seller. Okay. Um, and you accept the offer. Mm-hmm. How fast do we close? 
Depends on what type of loan it is. Okay. Typically 30 days. 30 days, we're gone and we're done and we got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you made yourself a commission. There you go, yeah. And, and you write a thank you note to the sellers. What do you do? I usually get a closing gift. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a a girl who does custom like home with their names. Oh, and, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So now we yeah. work both sides. We yeah. work the... That's for the buyers. For the for the sellers, usually bottle of wine or... Bottle of yeah, wine. Yeah, something. As long as you get card. that check. As long as that check comes in and say, hey, that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm glad we... But, but that ahead. 30 days, there's ups and down getting yeah. through that 30 days. Well, it's, it, they're always calling you, is it going through? How many times right, does the, right. the, the seller call you and say, is the mortgage going through? Is it going through? Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I mean, I hear that. I definitely hear that. I mean, we have the inspection to get through. You know, there may be some bumps there. We yeah, have okay. So now there's three through. shingles that need replacing, right. and you've got a bad window seal. <laughs> right. Okay? Those are going to cost me $800. I want mm-hmm. a concession. Okay. And so you go back to the seller and say, what? This is what the buyer's asking. Yeah. How do you feel about it? And we don't have to do it. Okay. If you're not comfortable. We can maybe split it with them. Right. But they already have their place in Florida. They're anxious to get out. And they say, okay, we'll give up the $800. Right. So that's the – so really – I mean, the bottom line is we can get to the closing table. We just have to work through possibly some bumps This is where you take control. This is (laughs) the part you take control and say, listen, take this, take that, don't do that, and don't do that. Yeah. This is the the time that I get the call at 8 o'clock at night and listen to them vent. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't seem as tough as you said you are. I mean, you take control. You seem like really easygoing. Yeah. Really I mild am. matter. Yeah. Really easy to work with. Thank you. And 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 a doll, to be honest with you, to say, hey, this oh. is what goes. And I don't know if that's politically <laughs> correct anymore. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you got to be careful what you say today. You know. This was, yeah, you do. <laughs> so really interesting. So let's let's talk about how do people get in touch with you? You know, they want to list with you. They want you to be a, a buyer's agent. Call me. What? How do they call you? What's the numbers? 248-403-3182. Is that your cell? That's my cell. Okay, do it one more time and slowly. 248-403-3182. All right, so you've got your phone number. Do you have an email address they can email you? Yes, I do. K-A-W-R-E-A-L-T-Y at gmail.com. All righty. And you can also check out my website at krightrealty.com. KWrightRealty.com. Just looking here on some mm-hmm. notes and some people. Emily's texting. calling. Emily's calling. Okay. Yeah. Which number is she calling? She's calling myself. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> Say hello real quick on your cell. We'll, 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 no, we'll, we, we, can, can we call her? Nah, we've got, no, we've we got only a minute and a half left. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we'll I'll t- tell her that she, lo- she, she missed she out. It. Well, you know, <laughs> next time Emily can get on here and talk about it. But um, That sounds good. I really want to thank you, <gasps> thank uh, you. for getting up on a Saturday morning and and getting over here and I uh, hope people listen to this and you can tell your friends to go to the show uh, talking biz on newradiomedia.com okay and this will be up later day if not tomorrow so you can listen to this segment and send it out to your people matter of fact we'll email you this segment so you can send it to your that clients awesome. to your friends you can have it as a marketing piece um, I appreciate you guys inviting me and having me no we yeah. appreciate you coming if you have other friends and other businesses that really want to be promoted Tell them about us. Have them call Josh. Okay. And have them come over because we're all about the community. Um, download our app, New Radio Me NRM Streams. Download okay. it. You can do that. But we're about the community shaping what New Radio does. So we're really hyper local. 
your community, Love professionals, it. doctors. And because of the regular media that's out there not really shying away from what's local, that's our focus. So if there's people that get sing down the road with our entertainment channel, mm-hmm. professionals, you know, professionals, doctors, lawyers, they want to get the word out. So that's what we're here for. So we really, really want to present that hyper-local. Once again, I want to thank you. Uh, remember to give Katie a call. Uh, give us your number one more time. 248-403-3182. Can't go wrong with the right team. And that's Katie Wright with Keller Williams in Commerce. Mm-hmm. want to thank again. We're going to take another break to pay for this thing, and we'll okay. see you folks on the other end of this break. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Boy, we're back. We're back here at uh, TalkingBizOnNewRadioMedia.com. That was a really, really good segment. Uh, Katie Wright from uh, Keller Williams and Commerce. Um, very educating. I mean, uh, I'm in the real estate side on the commercial, but uh, it's nice to learn the side of the residential, and uh, I recommend uh, you give Katie a call and her sister Emily over at Keller Williams and Company at the uh, Commerce office. Hey, if you got a question and you'd like to call in or just say hi out there, uh, call us at 844 844- Nine 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 two four nine. That's eight four four nine 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 two four nine. If you want to get our app out there, tell your friends. We got people downloading the app every day. Go to the Google Store or the Apple Store. It's NRM Streams. That's Stream with a Z. That's NRM Streams with a Z. Um, as we talked before, and I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself, but we're new here at New Radio Media. We've just been on the uh, on the streaming world. For the last few months and been working on this, we, we did our launch last Tuesday, and we got some uh, great emails from all over the country, even though that we're trying to be hyper-local, but in the Internet world, people can listen all over, which we love. Uh, what's going to happen with new radio media is right now we're getting Detroit placed in. We've got the five channels. We'll be adding five or six more in the next six months or so as we move into more facilities and bigger studios. Right now we're limited to a couple studios. But we'll be adding channels, and we want the community, um, that's people in the local market, 
to help us shape who we are. So, you know, talking about hyperlocal, to serve the community. Uh, as Buzz would say all the time, we're here to serve the community, and we really are. You know, I, 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 we've been doing this show for a few months now, and every time we have a guest on, it's, they're so grateful to be on, and they're saying, thank you, we really need this local market. And it, it's just truly amazing. And what's happening in the media world is that we have a lot of people out there uh, because digital is really so prevalent right now, and the dollars of marketing in digital world are expanding every week, and the numbers keep going up on the digital side. And it's someone's going to be hit by it. Uh, it happens to be traditional media, newspaper, TV, radio, revenues down, um, and we're a platform where people can come affordably and be heard and be seen. And being seen is real important today because if the world is Google, I mean today's yellow pages is Google, and and when people Google something and you show up quick, then you're the person. So if you really look to optimize your business or your name or your product, uh, do something in video, whether it's with New Radio Media or yourself. Uh, we really, you know, really like to talk to you. If you want more information about either being on a show or having a show, uh, write us at info at newradiomedia.com. That's info at newradiomedia.com. Um, little more about what's coming on in, in our space. We'll keep repeating it. Um, Bill McAllister and, and uh, his lovely wife will be having a show uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10. Uh, we have a few more people that aren't quite signed contracts yet, but there's going to be a lot of recognizable names on this platform. Um, a lot of people from television, a lot of people from radio, some newspaper people. And we've got a great lineup coming up where we're talking to a lot of medical doctors and specialists who are great in their field. So talk about e people getting community community information. Um, these are doctors and professionals that you can email, get information from them. If they have a call-in show, you can call and ask questions. So we find ourselves as almost an encyclopedia for almost anything. You know, they can get information, get that. Um, you know, you might have an idea for something. You might think it's sort of quirky. We want to hear about everything. You know, you might have an idea for an old little TV show. I mean, we can actually produce TV shows here. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We have a great production staff, uh, Andy Bishaw and all the guys back there in post-production, uh, a remarkable. We just finished our first half-hour show. It came out really, really nice. Um, so, once again, you have an idea for show? Run it by us. You know, we, we are hearing some great ideas. And, and as we can bring them on slowly but surely, because we can't produce 50 shows in a week, we can't pursue 20 shows a week. So, you know, you'll probably see three to four shows added on to New Radio Media's list every month, whether it's a talk show like we have the format here, people calling in. Uh, we can do that. We can really, really do that. Um, I want to uh, open up a couple mics right now. Um, so let's put Tony on. And, hey. And let's do that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we've got a gentleman um, in the other side of this glass over here. And and he takes a lot of lickings and he keeps on ticking, <laughs> and and we can get the mic on over there. I don't know. We, I don't yeah. think we can. Actually. We can. We, we can't, can't hear put the him. Mic yeah, on over he's, there. he's he's talking to me though. Oh, he's talking to you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we can do that, and he's talking to you. But so Tony, we talked a little bit about autonomous vehicles early on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm up in age. I'm I'm pushing sixty. I'm fifty-seven. Be fifty-eight this That's year. Right. So are my parents. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So I'm with parents, and and, and so <laughs> how old are you? I am uh, 20 years old. 20 years old. So we call you the millennial? Um, you know, no, I don't below. think I you're technically below. fall you're in as a millennial. Right? Yeah. What is the age? I, I know the age. And millennials, what, 20? I don't know. I'm like a year off, I think, because I was 97. Okay, okay. So, so you're like, off. yeah. So you're on the cusp. So you yeah. It. So let me ask you something. Okay, so 
Where do you get most of your information? Uh, most of my information is from any is from the internet, my phone. Your I phone. Mean, the news, yeah. Anything that's coming up, I get little updates. I, I, I try to stay off of social media okay. as far as for getting news and stuff like okay. that. Um, but I also am a big person who uses Reddit, which is Reddit is kind of like a blog post for um, everything, I guess. <laughs> really? There's, there's, there is subreddits, which are like little facebook pages if you will really everybody can post on so yeah and there's news reddits and so so. let me throw some times at you so how many hours a day do you think you spend on your phone Mm, i would say i'm not as much i'm not as most much as most people but i'd say probably a good i mean two to three hours four hours a day okay so two to three hours on your phone yeah how many hours do you watch tv I can't remember the last time I watched TV. Okay, watch TV. Do you, do you watch stuff that's recorded, previously recorded? Or I watch, like, Netflix and stuff usually. Okay, so Netflix. So yeah. let's say in a day, how much do you watch Netflix? Less than your TV? Less than your phone? Um. Well, I usually will be watching it on my phone. On your phone. Okay, yeah. so, so the phone is the preferred device for you. Yeah, I'm always on my phone, yeah. If I'm watching something, usually, I mean, everyone complains about using a small screen, but I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> so let me ask you another question. Yeah. You like music, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So, where do you get your music from? Um, I stream it. Stream it. Yep. Okay. When's the last time you bought a CD? <sighs> oh man, <laughs> last time I bought a CD, I have. Oh gosh, I can't. I don't even know. Okay. I mean, I mean, was did, have you remember buying a CD? I I do remember okay. a long, long time do ago. Do you remember what CD it was? It was a Jack Jam CD. A what? what? A jock jams CD. A, a jock jam? Is that like a sports, sports yeah, CD? Yeah, like, like re- are you ready for this? And <laughs> oh, are you ready for this? Okay, yeah, okay. Dun, dun, dun. okay. <laughs> so, so you bought your CD. You can't remember when. Uh, yeah, I might. I was probably like, I I didn't even buy it. I probably wasn't even old enough to buy it. <laughs> okay, so so we we got it that you're watching ninety five percent of your television yeah, or any video content. on your phone. Yeah. Um, you don't remember when you bought your last CD. Yeah. When's the last time you looked listened to a traditional radio station? Um, actually, pretty recently, maybe a couple days ago. And what was it? Was it a sports channel? Was it a? Um, it was channel? actually a one hundred and one WRIF. I, I enjoy their morning riff. show. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you listen to the riff in the morning show. So you do listen to that still? Yeah. Let me throw something out at you. Have you ever picked up a newspaper? Uh, occasionally, from time to time. Occasionally, yeah. Oh, man, I'm shocked. I'll read the comic section. <laughs> oh, the com- so, so you do. It's on Sundays. You pick up the comic section. Yeah, I don't know if they're that the big comics. on Sundays anymore. No, not anymore. Only when we're up north. You know, it's small town. You gotta, you get, you gotta get your news somehow. You so gotta you go get by the, the newspaper. local newspaper. Yep. So that's pretty cool. You do pick up a paper once in a while. You yeah. listen to Riff in the morning. Yeah. Um, but the phone is your preferred. System. Oh yeah, YouTube, Netflix, HBO, whatever it is. It's and and uh, how many times has your phone died on you? Oh my gosh, every day, every single day, <laughs> every day, huh? So you got to keep it charged and go that way. Yeah, Jake's saying right now he wishes he was live because he yeah. would have something to say about that because yeah. I need a new battery. You need a new battery. Okay. <laughs> so as we go on, he's trying to talk. Can we put a level up on him? I, don't I, know. I it's. Let's see. Let's let's just try this. Yeah, a second. yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, let's see. We, you know, we we. All right. Can you hear me? I'm on here. Jake's always interesting to listen. Put up his volume on his. What mic is that, Jake? Yeah. Can you hear me? 
No, we don't hear you, Jake. We don't uh, hear you, Jake. Sorry, no. we don't hear you. No. All right. Well, I don't know if that's good or bad, but we don't hear Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake is dying to talk, but hey, we'll get Jake on another time. So let's go back to you, Tony. You you uh, listen on your phone. You listen to radio a little bit. That what would you find? What would be if you had a wish? What would you like to see on new radio media? Oh, new radio media. I've actually. Um, I mean, I like to see, like, I know we're talking about the sports stuff. I think yep. that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of what I'm interested in, too, is stuff that I've been talking about, possibly coming up with ideas for uh, gaming content. I know we do a lot of geektainment stuff. Yeah, and yeah, a lot yeah. Of, Gaming's huge. But, yeah, gaming, the actual gaming world, there's a, there's a whole other realm of people out there who... We're talking to an online gaming company that does tournaments online. A Michigan company. It looks like we're going to try to do something with them. We'll probably have a meeting with them in the next week or so. Yeah. So uh, they do a lot of tournaments online. It's it's a big industry. We've talked about doing gaming tournaments down the road and Mm -hmm. and having live tournaments. It's Uh, a huge industry. uh, It's it's gigantic. We have a lot going on, um, and I don't want to. I mean, the CEO would yell at me if I said some of the stuff in the future. He said, "Let's take care of what we got right now. Don't tell the world we're doing this." I gotcha. But you know, ideas and ideas, and and how many friends yours have come up with ideas for us? Um, actually, a couple of them because they're they're. I want them to co-host with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's... would be willing to because they are the same kind of hardcore, I guess, PC gamer that you know I'm playing on a. A computer, you know, that's that's my method of choice. <laughs> so you play on the computer. Yeah. So let me ask you this, okay? Your age, mm-hmm. um, what are the top three electronics items or must-have that you need? If you get only three electronics items, what would they be? Desktop, a laptop, and a phone. Those three. Yep. Yep. I uh, I joked around with uh, kids, th- kids today how parents used to send you to your room for punishment. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to take you out of the room today. Yeah. You know, you got your desktop there, your computer there. and It's like, you know, I, I funny story is I got mad at my son years ago, and I thought I'd disconnect his phone and teach him a lesson. I found out within a half hour I couldn't get a hold of him, and it really punished me more than him. Yeah. And so I guess there's no way to, to punish today. It's like, okay, go to your room. Okay, I'll be glad to go to my room. Yeah. You know, or or it's it's very difficult. And and on that same topic, I want to ask you something else. And yeah. don't take offense to this. No, no problem. Do you think communication skills are disappearing? Yeah, okay. I, I do because I I'm I don't you know I'm I like to think I'm fairly good at communicating. I, I think you're I, I I think you're amazing. I mean, we have a lot of good people like you that graduated. You're a specs grad. Yeah, I'm a specs. Okay, grad, so yeah. you're a specs grad. We have a lot of good students come here, and I'm scared of the communication. I mean. My son could be in his room for three hours when he lived with me, and I don't know if he was living because yeah. there was texting and there was emailing, and I thought, God, do I want to knock on the door to see if he's still breathing? Yeah. And and it's tough because communication skills, I, I, I'm i a people person. You know yeah. I say hello to everyone exactly. who walks by the door in the yeah. studios in the business, and I like to tell someone and say, hey, listen, how you doing today? Yeah. And, and it scares me because when I go to a store, whether it's a restaurant or a cashier at Walgreens, and I ask a person, how are you doing today? You know what they look at me like? They give you that weird like, look. Are you going to rob response. me? Yeah. Are you going to rob me? And it's very, very scary. And, and I'm glad you, as a, a younger person, agree that the communication skills are disappearing. Yeah. And, and what I want to do, and I started this a few weeks ago, and we're going to do some commercials for this, is I want to do a campaign on new radio media to make someone smile today. I like it. Okay. 
to get someone to smile today. We have so many people that are tense, caught up in the world, caught up on their phones, that they don't look at someone's eyes. Yeah. And I think people are afraid to look into someone's eyes and say, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. Have a good day. See, I'm making you smile. Exactly. Okay? And, and by doing that, I think we're going to change the world yeah. one by one. How are you doing today? And I think that's a real important thing. Yeah. Because I, I want to thank you for this segment because really – you you are really telling me, and you're you're an older soul in a young body. Exactly, that's you I've know? heard that before. <laughs> you're, a, yeah. you're an older soul in a young body, but it, it's wonderful. The time is ticking away here. Yeah. You know, we've got that's only like one working. segment left. Um, we're going to take a break in a minute. On the other side, if you want to call in eight four four nine 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 two four nine, that's nine nine biz. We'll be back in two minutes. Let's pay some bills right now. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. We're back from break here. It's uh, Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. Every Saturday, this time goes by really, 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 really quick. And it's it's amazing. We had some great guests on this morning. We had uh, Doug Soroki. He was our auto broker friend and how to get deals on autos and, and all kinds of cars and advice. And Doug recommended that you uh, call him even if you just have questions. If you want Doug's number, just listen to the replay on the show on Talking Biz page, and we can go at any time on demand and listen to Talking Biz. Then we had Emily Wright from uh, Commerce, uh, Keller Williams' office. And Emily, even though she's only in the business four years, she's very, very smart, very intelligent, and a very good people person on that. And uh, it was great to have Emily uh, come in for the show. Uh, you know, 
I, we just got off a segment talking to Tony, and Tony's uh, just below the millennial years, but Tony had advised us that he's getting 95% of information off the cell phone. And um, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, that's where everyone's getting information today. I think we know um, we watch the news at 6 o'clock or we don't watch the news because during the day we already have all the breaks. You know, we know the fires, we know what went on, we know about shootings that we don't want to hear about, but we know about all these issues. And uh, by the time we're uh, at, at the evening time for local news, we've already heard about it. So uh, one thing we are adding to new radio media once again, and I hope the CEO is not listening because he's going to get mad at me, but we're going to be doing local news, uh, local, local news and politics. Once again, we're only restricted by the amount of studios we have. We're working on the new studios, um, but we'll be doing things relatively quick. Our sports channel should be up and about, I would say, in 60 to 45, 45 to 60 days. Uh, we're working on that right now. So we've got our hands full of a lot of things. Hey, if you want to call in, uh, call us at 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249, uh, which 249 is actually biz. We've made a custom number for this show, even though we use it for all the shows. I uh, just got a text in from Suzanne. Boy, Suzanne texted twice today. She said she enjoyed the residential piece and that she might be calling Katie for a uh, a listing. So that's real, real nice. So. Uh, we're getting calls and texts from all over. I've got some friends texting me from New York, texting me from Florida. And I don't know why, but my friend's up early in California. So that's that's nice to hear that. I mean, yeah. you know, we talk about hyperlocal and, and people listening all over. It's good that I have friends that are to support the show. Uh, we had a call in earlier from Peter in France. Uh, Peter will be back next week, uh, and he'll be back live in the market. Can't keep control of Peter. He's traveling all over the world. <laughs> he's, he's all over I, the I don't place. know if he's going to Geneva next. <laughs> Me, I go to Cleveland for a weekend, and Peter goes across the pond all the time. So someone's doing something right, and the other person's not doing something right. Uh, a lot, lot going on, once I said again that. Um, you know, Tony, let's let's do this again. Let me get the uh, cameras ready. J.K., yeah. put, a, put a camera on, Tony. And uh, we're going to switch over to Tony in a minute here because I want to ask Tony a few more things. Tony was so enlightening in the last <laughs> segment. I want to ask you a few more things. Hey, Jake, you want to put the camera on Tony? Okay. Thank you. All right. So, Tony. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> All right. So, so you know, we talk about Detroit. Yeah. Um, we, once again, are going to be 58 this year. I want to go to you. Yeah. How often do you go into the city? Um, Pretty pretty frequently, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm – Seems like more recently I've been doing it just because it's easier to get down there now. And I mean, I'm I'm right by there. I'm in Royal Oak, okay. so I'm thir- 25 minutes, you know. If that, yeah, not if even. If they go down, do you take Woodward or the yeah? Freeway? I usually take Woodward. So you take yeah. Woodward, and where do you go? Um, sometimes I'll go down to uh, I'll go down to like concerts down there. Okay. I'm a big fan of uh, St. Andrew's Hall. Great um, place, great the venue. Ma- the Majestic Theater. Okay, all sorts of good venues down there. Um, I was down there recently for the auto show. And then it seems like um, work seems to bring me out to events out there a lot now, too. Like, yeah, um, where are we sending you? Uh, I'm going to LCA today. Really? Actually, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I went, I've been to LCA. I've been to Kobo, you know, all sorts of places. I've been to Ford Field working. Wow, so yeah. you're all over the place. Yeah, it's fun, and it's, <laughs> it's really cool. They actually get to see the behind the scenes of everything. So let me ask you a question. Are the suburbs boring? Um... No, not um, at all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're, they're. I mean, sometimes, yeah, they so can be. Is there more excitement downtown? There is more excitement downtown. Okay, so there's more excitement downtown. Uh, do your friends all feel that way? 
Yeah, but I also live close to a hub like Royal Oak, right, which right. is also it's a pretty high. Town. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on around there, so usually we'll go downtown Royal Oak. But you know, all right. So you got Royal Oak. Where else do you go besides downtown Royal Oak? Um, that's about it. Royal Oak or downtown Detroit? No fashionable Ferndale. No, I'm not not really a Ferndale person. I'll go down there sometimes, usually. Cause... So is there a feud between Royal Oak and Ferndale people? Like for Royal Oak people stay in Royal Oak and Ferndale people. Go to <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I want to know that with the young people. We'll take a survey. And then right? you got the in betweeners. You got the Pleasant Ridge people. <laughs> well, they're, they're they're people themselves. You know, they, the Pleasant Ridge people. They're a little snooty. I understand. No, no one say that. Sorry for Pleasant Ridge people. I didn't mean that. Um, you know, to do that. But so yeah, I wonder. I want to do that. I wonder. Wonder if there's a survey that the Royal Oakers stay in Royal Oak and Ferndale people stay in Ferndale. They don't cross the line. I guess. But I guess they both go to Detroit. Yeah. They go to Detroit. It's so nice to see it. You know, I um, used to speak at University of Detroit Mercy every oh, nice. semester to the business classes and a couple of different classes, graduate classes. And before the recession, um, most people were moving out of state. You know, yeah. before they would say that, hey, I'm hightailing and I'm graduating and I'm out of here and I'm going to get out of here. And these were people that came to U of D from other states and other countries. And um, they said, yeah, as soon as I graduate, I'm out of here. So during the recession, it was really interesting, a lot of people came home to live with their parents, and Detroit downtown started picking up. And I would ask the question from the recession, how many people are staying in here? And because Detroit was rising, that the percentage flip-flopped. It used to be 70% were leaving. Now 70% or more were staying. And these were international students. These were students from other states. And these were students from here. And I almost say that the recession helped because I think a lot of kids who moved out state, their parents called them back, they came to live at home, and they discovered Detroit. Yeah. And they discovered Detroit. And 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 I always say this, the riots affected Detroit because the people move out of suburbs and they told their kids, Don't go to Detroit. Yeah. It's dangerous. And they would sneak down to Detroit and not tell their parents because, like I said, the suburbs are boring. I know in Southfield either went to a movie you ate. There's yeah. nothing. There weren't concerts, there weren't sports events and all this stuff. So people would sneak down there and then tell their parents. Well, now it's fashionable, now it's safe, and not that it was always dangerous, dangerous, but yeah. in certain areas it was safe. Actually, Wayne State's one of the top universities for safety in the country. So people are going down there. So, you know, it's that time again that I've got to uh, get ready to say goodbye. I want to thank the guest again, Emily. I want to thank uh, Doug. I want to thank Eros Tony. I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone on staff here at New Radio Media. Uh, had a great, great show. We'll be back here next Saturday. Peter will be back from Paris. Uh, I'm Paul Benzman. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. Tell your friends to download our app at uh, the Google or the uh, Apple Store. It's NRM Streams. That's NRM Streams. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. Millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot.
It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live.